Welcome to the Danny Palmer Show. Does it sound cool if I say it like that? Okay. Uh, no, Danny, Jesus. Need folks like you around the park. I don't even know what that means. Okay. It's just a stupid southern accent. It means nothing. Welcome to the Danny Palmer Show. Last cheek. All right. Uh, do you ever have something like good happen to you in life? And then you're like, oh, this is going to be so great. And then like you get used to the new thing or the new thing has like slight problems. And then you're like, oh, man, I don't know if how great this is. And then you feel like an asshole that you're not appreciating the new nice thing. You know what I'm saying? Like I moved to this new apartment as a washer and dryer. I'm like, wow, washer and dryer in New York City. Good job, Danny. And then I and then I, I could it doesn't drain, you know, took like a month and a half to get a repair person out to fix that. And now I'm trying to dry clothes. It's just like making some strange fucking sound. I mean, is it drying the clothes? I don't know. Is this a big deal? Not even fucking remotely. But it's what I'm talking about and focused on, which is all we do in life, you know? I'm starting some fucking coaching soon, some coaching sessions. I got like I have like therapy through my work and I filled out these like questions and they were like, oh, well, we think you should talk to a coach instead of a therapist, which made me feel good. But I don't know. Maybe maybe that's not <laughs> maybe that's not good. <laughs> maybe I just filled out the form in a delusional way and I desperately need therapy. Yeah, you do need therapy, mister. You need to learn how to please a woman. That's my that's my girlfriend. If you haven't listened to the pod before, uh, I've noticed the past couple of weeks, the fucking just me talking on the fun Friday pod has gotten more listens than the content of interviews. We'll see if that changes with my buddy, Tom McCaffrey, who was on Wednesday. People seem to enjoy Tom. People seem to enjoy him. Do you want to know something really immature that I do? I go uh, like on Saturdays, I'll watch college football. And then when they pan to the crowd, I'll hit pause and I'll look for like pretty girls. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous behavior, Danny. You're 46 years old. Don't act like Urban Meyer. Okay. Get a girl your age. You fucking loser. Y'all know about that shit, Urban Meyer, the Jacksonville Jaguars coach. He used to be the coach for Ohio State and like, oh, I think Florida before that. His wife just like, she put, I, she posted on Twitter like, buddy need, deserved a night out and then it showed pictures of her like giving her kids a bath or something. But I don't think she knew what he was doing and then this girl like posted a video on uh, Instagram or something and it was like the caption said, who is this man flirting with me? And then there's another picture of this girl like, rubbing her butt up against him and they're like dancing in a bar and then the jacksonville jaguars owner like yelled at him and he had to apologize to his players and stuff and you know i mean every time i beat myself up i'm like danny you need to get a girlfriend then i watch something like that and i'm like well you know i don't want to be urban meyer with some fucking like grinding on some college chick when my wife is at home caring for my young children you know like, I want to be subtly flirting with college chicks and let them make the first move. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Okay. Look at that. That's three minutes of content right fucking there. And that was off the top of my head. Am I getting better at this podcast? Who's to say? Are, are the list? Of, the numbers are growing, though, dude. Honestly. Like, July was the best month yet. I mean, it's not like, you know thousands millions and millions of viewers every month but there has been i'm not even gonna say it i'm not gonna talk about the. i feel like that's gonna jinx me i'm not gonna talk about numbers until they get to such a substantial level and maybe they never will but if they ever do i'm not gonna i'll talk about them then when it's a valid brag and will maybe get me some jacksonville uh jaguar fans that are over the age of 35 which would be an appropriate age for me (laughs) 
I was just reading in a psychology today about this concept called malevolent transformation. This term was coined by a psychoanalyst named Harry Stack Sullivan. And uh, it means when you rather than respond to somebody else's display of fragility with tenderness, you feel threatened and respond with defensive aggression. And you're, you might be wondering, like, well, how would that actually play out in real life? And I, you know, I just feel bad that I've been a little bit too, a little bit too harsh. I'm like, listen, sweetie, I just want to say I love you so much, and I just want us to be together forever. I want you to get a better fucking job. <laughs> All right, that's not very nice. There you go. That's a concept. <laughs> Is that content? That's content. Technically, that's content. All right, uh, dude. I was reading some article. What was it about? Oh, I was about like Iran, Iran, Iran. Iran, Iran, and how their younger, like urban, uh, pop- primarily urban younger population, the people are like really unhappy and dissatisfied with the country's future prospects, and they're trying to leave in droves. And I mean, for my company, I'm doing some recruiting in Ireland, and you can see that there's like a lot of Iranian applicants to jobs. Um, but anyways, one thing that they don't have a lot of resources because the economy is is bad, partly because of American sanctions. But as they were explaining this in this article they also explained a wedding tradition that they do in iran which i think is pretty cool so engaged couples will traditionally buy decorative mirrors and candlesticks before their weddings and i was like what what is this like fucking cinderella you're just standing in front of the mirror and then i looked at some pictures of it dude that's sick that's a sick idea like now i want to get married solely for the decorative candles and and mirror i mean uh what do you call it Jesus Christ, Nanny, you just read it. Decorative mirrors and candlesticks. That's kind of dope, dude. You know? I want to pick out the best of all cultures, and then I'll just do it. And then nobody's like, dude, this white guy sucks. By the way, I don't know if you watched uh, Dave Chappelle's latest special, The Closer, on Netflix. I just finished it. Man, it's crazy. Like The the things that he talks about and and uh, like subjects that he explores and lines that he crosses or like plays with, it's... I, I don't need... I'm just sitting there watching just like mouth agape like how the fuck does he do this like i i don't i don't i just have like jokes where like the girl doesn't want to hold your hand and you get pissed like (laughs) it's just another another level and then it ends in this really like touching heartbreaking story like jesus christ man you know like oh danny moved to new york yeah you thought you could move to new york and be and take over the world by storm think again dipshit sweetie come on I try, at least I'm trying, okay? When I first moved up here, it was like in 2008, and I ended up taking this like year-long comedy program course or whatever. It was like four... I think I've already talked about this before, but I'll, I'll make it short. So so at the end of the program, we did this like graduation ceremony at Gotham Comedy Club in Chelsea. And then supposedly, and maybe it was true, there were like uh, industry people in the audience. And then we were told that the industry people like entertainment industry folks in the audience had our information. And if they wanted to reach out to us about a project, we could just expect a call. And then I was just at work for maybe like one to two months after this. This is when I knew like literally nothing about the world of like comedy or entertainment or, you know, even New York city and how it works up here and shit. And, uh, and then I just kept looking at my cell phone during my day job and just waiting for this like magical call, like for like William Morris entertainment to call me and be like, listen, Danny, we want to fly you out to LA. We think you're the next big thing. You 33 year old pudgy loser. <laughs> that did not happen, but I don't care. I'm, I'm fine. Okay. It doesn't matter. 
Don't get too hard. I already. Uh, I was watching uh, an interview with Steve Martin on uh, Howard Stern, and he was talking about like when he wrote a book. It was easy to write about the book because there was like a begin. It was about his stand-up career, and that was relatively easy to structure because there was a beginning, a middle, and an end to it. Versus writing about movies, which there isn't really an end to that because he still does it which I thought was kind of interesting. And then they were talking about his fame overall. And he said, everybody forgets who you are um, about two years after you're dead. And like literally that day, my like word of the day calendar, (laughs) it had a quote from like Shakespeare. And it was something about how um, he used this metaphor that there are like stately monuments, even with stately monuments, eventually wormholes are dug through them, you know, like, and like Conan O'Brien said, eventually all of our graves go untended. Like when's the last time you visited a president's tomb? When's the last time you visited your great grandparents like headstone and left some flowers? Like, you know, we're not long for this world. And after we're gone, we're not remembered for long. <laughs> I mean, I, and I, I know that could sound dismal and depressing, but no, instead it's motivating. You should do like, like moderate amounts of heroin to feel good until you're dead. You know what I mean? Don't do that. That's very bad. Don't encourage your listeners to use heroin. Are you this fucking stupid? This is why I don't wear hot panties for you at night. Oh, but you do during the day? I'm not going to wear anything for you during the day. The days are for me. <laughs> what? All right. Um, oh, dude, I read this other article about uh, uh, like the CIA or like this. Yeah, the CIA uh, sent the head of the CIA or one of the leaders of the CIA sent out this bulletin to like the stations that they have around the world saying that they need to get sharper about how they're determining whether or not their sources are loyal to the U S or have been flipped by opposing countries because our agents are either themselves getting killed or the informants that they recruit from other countries, they're getting killed which is crazy. I know I should know the d- distinction between whether or not our CIA agents are being killed. Yeah, I think it's, it's both. Our CIA agents are getting killed in other countries like China and Russia and China and Russia are also executing their own citizens who are working for us. And then some are double crossing like dude, the world of spycraft and it's fucking crazy. Statecraft and spycraft. Uh, it's just insane. So uh, apparently the, the CIA has this um, classified communication system and Russia and China, I'm pretty sure both countries, broke into that system, hacked into that system, figured out who their citizens were that were acting as double agents for us and executed them. And the memo that was released that somehow got leaked to the media, another problem, I guess, uh, had the specific number of people that had been killed. So it's just crazy because you, you, know, you go about your daily life you're like, oh man, I got to pick up some fucking chips and salsa from the store. It looks like we're running low on seltzer water. And then meanwhile, spies and their recruits are getting executed. Can you imagine going your whole life and then you're just killed by uh, like the high level government executives of your own country for betraying your country? Like what? What the fuck, dude? We should just all go back to like living in the woods, you know, just everybody's got their own little tribe then tribal behavior wouldn't be so bad because you're just like well our tribe is in this section of the woods and we're just being nice to each other and like growing eggs and stuff dude growing eggs danny come on dude put some thought into your fucking comments okay 
you're sending this out across the globe and it's fucking not even bare it's barely thought through yeah that's right it's like most podcasts okay go fuck yourself dude are you guys watching squid game i'm like too afraid to watch i'm like too fucking afraid i'm like a hard pass on squid game but now i kind of want to watch it is it extreme horror or not i can't figure it out i just finished the crown and Shit's creek now i have nothing i watched dave Chappelle's special what do i do i don't know what to do with myself should i go out and like meet people and get some hobbies or should I just simply sit in my apartment and record a solo podcast? Let's go with that. Um, okay, with space news, Danny. Let's get to the fucking space news. There actually is some reasonably interesting... Oh, before I get to the space news, I read this article about how much water you're supposed to drink. I know I briefly mentioned this last week, but I just wanted to mention one other thing. This thing about like electrolytes, like... Remember, remember the old Gatorade ad? Gatorade is thirst aid for that deep down body thirst. Gatorade. Doesn't that suck that they put so much time and effort into that song and that, like, what do you call it? Like a jingo, jingo, <laughs> jingle. Um, and hope in the hopes that it would like really stick in the national consciousness and drive up sales. And then it did to some extent, but now that then that they just gave up in that campaign and now it only remains in my head. That sucks, dude. I hate when corporations try to really drill something into you and then they just like abandon that campaign. Hey, motherfucker. Well, now it's still in my head, you fucking dicks. All right. Um, so this article says some sports drinks, uh, Jesus, Danny, some sports drink ads might have you think you need to constantly be replenishing electrolytes to keep their levels in check, but there's no scientific reason for most healthy people to drink beverages with electrolytes added. So what the fuck are electrolytes? You ever think about this shit? Electrolytes are like sodium, potassium, chloride, and magnesium. They're electrically charged minerals. I guess that's the term electrolytes. They're electric sodium is electrically charged. What? Uh, that are present in the body's fluids, like the blood and urine, and are important for balancing the water in your body. They're also essential for proper functioning of the nerves, muscles, brains, and heart. So when you become dehydrated, the concentration of electrolytes in your blood rises. I kind of don't understand this. <laughs> I'm just trying to think about a sentence like, wait, what? All right, so you got more sodium and potassium. That's going up. And then the body signals the release of the hormone vasopressin which ultimately reduces the amount of water that's released into the urine so that you can reabsorb it back into your body and get that balance back in check. I don't understand. So there's electrolytes in water or does the water just like elect electrocute the sodium? Dude, Danny, this is the article is way beyond you, dude. So then you go, unless you're in an unusual circumstance, like doing very intense exercise in the heat or losing lots of fluids from vomiting, you don't need to replenish electrolytes with sports drinks or other products loaded with them. Most people get enough electrolytes from food. So that thing's over. I just hate when people are like into myths, you know? Like every time someone brings up astrology, I'm like, oh, that's the Barnum effect, okay? You're taking something that's generally true and applying it to a subset of a population. And then people are like, yeah, well, we don't give a fuck. It still gives us meaning and you could be wrong. And I'm like, all right, fine, fair. Continue with your fucking waste of time. <laughs> all right. So like, there was a, some actual interesting space news. And I've talked about this before. Sometimes my friends will message me, my friend Katie in Charleston or who else does this? Oh, Carissa. Carissa will message me and say, hey, here's some space news. And this, I've talked about this before in the past on this very podcast uh, there was this Russian actress and a director. They arrived at the International Space Station this past Tuesday, and they're going to shoot scenes for the first feature film made in orbit. They like got up there. We sent a dog to space. We spent. We sent men and women, and now Russia beat us with selling with sending fucking 
actresses and the fucking director to space. So this woman, her name is Yulia Parasild. Um, and then she's the actress. And then the director is Klim Shapenko. And then they have a Russian astronaut guide because they're just, you know, obviously you can't just send an actress and a director into space. They're like, I don't know. Uh, do you want me to, am I hitting my lines? They're like, dude, we're about to smash into a fucking comet. Uh, so they went on this Russian rocket and then they landed there. They're going to shoot scenes for this movie. And I guess they have done like cinematic sequences in space, but no, they haven't done like a real full length movie. But it's funny because this article, it keeps like alluding to the fact about, well, it might not be that good, you know? And like, and it's almost like a defensive tone about the quality of the movie. <laughs> like, well, it's going to be shot in space, but like, it might not be like fucking the Godfather part two. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're just, <laughs> we'll, we'll see how it goes. All right. It's like a very stand up comic type of insecurity. Like, I think I'm doing good. I think I'm doing good. Is this good? Is this good? This is shit, isn't it? Oh, this is shit. Fuck. I got to write better jokes. Anyways, the, um, they're saying that this mission highlights the busy efforts of governments as well as private entrepreneurs to expand access to space. You know, it used to be just fucking astronauts that government space agencies selected, but now we got fucking Jeff Bezos and Richard Branson. William Shatner is going to space this month. What the fuck? He's 90 years old and he's going to space. And now these, this pair launched from Kazakhstan arrived on the space station. There's a picture of the woman coming through the thing. Apparently she's a pretty good actress in Russia, which, you know, what does that mean? I'm just kidding. Don't be mean to Russian people. You're just pissed because Russian girls hate your guts. No, they don't. Yes, they do. Oh, they certainly do. That is true. I do. I do struggle when I date Russian women. It's like there's this chemistry at first, and then I am loathed. <laughs> at some point in the first three, four months, it goes from uh, affection, perhaps an obsession on my part, to cruel, direct, blunt texts that let me know it's fucking over. So this is another interesting thing about this trip that they made up to the space station, the actress and the director and the astronaut. It only took three hours. Usually it takes between eight and 22 hours and multiple orbits over Earth to get to the ISS. But they did this two orbit scheme, which this article doesn't explain. And it got them up there in three hours. But that's kind of crazy, dude. A three hour, a three hour. I was like, no, I'm not doing that. Gilgun's Island bullshit. Dude, a three hour trip. Like that's, that's crazy. I was just like, think about where you are. And now go on a map and then put your finger three hours away and think about how long it would take you to drive to that point. That's how long it took them to get to the space station. I think your listeners understand what a three-hour drive is. I think we can cut with the dispense with the fucking over-explanations of simple concepts everybody already knew. Just end your podcast permanently. Just fucking dunk your head in your toilet so you can't breathe anymore, you fucking loser. Sweetie, sweetie, we have got to start talking nicer to each other. You're not a Russian ex-girlfriend of mine. Relax. Anyways, blah, blah. I guess the rest of this is kind of boring. Um, but they've already like taken like shots from the movie. Like they got like shots of the craft coming up and docking. And they they had to make sure that the astronauts in the space station didn't get in the view of the camera as they entered this actually entered the space station. Cause you know, you don't want that. I was watching um Saturday Night Live. This past week when Owen Wilson was hosting the season premiere and there's this one shot they were just getting ready to shoot and Lorne Michaels like walks through and he's got a mask on and you're like, is Lorne Michaels supposed to be walking through the front of this, the opening of this sketch? And then Owen Wilson is like talking and he, he's looking at the director and I guess and he goes, are we ready? Are we ready? And then he like, oh shit. And then he launches into the, that's, I mean, that's what happens when you do a live sketch show. I don't know. So is that, is that content? I feel like that's content. That's definitely content. 
Okay. So they're talking about the mission that they've, they've done here. I said, undoubtedly, this mission is special. We have people going to space who are neither tourists nor professional cosmonauts. In America, we would say astronauts, but whatever. I'll forgive it. It's Dmitry Rogozin, the director general of Roscosmos. Roscosmos? I'm going to name my dog that if I ever get a dog. The Russian Space Agency. So this uh, parasil lady has performed in some 70 roles. Russian movie publications have named her among the top 10 actresses under 35 years old. I like this part. She may be best known among Russian moviegoers for Battle for Sevastopol. Sevastopol. Um, all right. Remember that movie? Remember that classic? Remember that 2015? Where were you in 2015 on opening night of Battle for Sevastopol? <laughs> That's not nice, Danny. She played the role of Lyudmila Pavlichenko, the deadliest Red Army female sniper during World War II. Oh, that is kind of interesting. Ah, oh, fuck. Maybe I should watch that. Yeah, maybe you should quit mocking other cultures, you white piece of shit. I, I can, it's okay. I can make fun of Russian culture because they're white too. They're a different country than you. You're just United States garbage. You think you're fucking fancy? Your country has a lot of problems. <laughs> you're right, sweetie. I should just mind my own fucking business, okay? So this movie, it's called The Challenge, and it's about a surgeon who embarks on an emergency mission to the orbiting lab to save the life of an ailing cosmonaut. So I don't know, man. I mean, I'll definitely watch it. You know what I'll do? I'll watch the first 10 minutes, and then I'll realize I don't think I want to watch this Russian movie in space, and I'll turn it off, and I'll just watch, like, you know, Squid Game. I'm not watching Squid Game, dude. It's too scary. It's too scary. It's too goddamn scary. Why don't you just move into the inspiring part of your podcast now? I think you've recounted that episode, that article long enough, mister. All right, fair. By the way, at the start of the pod, when I started to say one thing and then immediately it shifted into something else, that's because I'm dumb. <laughs> I hit the wrong button when I was trying to like pause like a few seconds ago and went back to the beginning of the recording. And then if I start fucking around and trying to edit beyond that, like, dude, I only have very simple podcasting and recording skills. Like, there's very little editing. Because once I start trying to edit, something's going to fuck up and it's going to like cover up a bunch of content or it's gonna, not going to be uh, just no. But this is what you get until such time as I'm able to record in an actual studio with an actual technician that knows what the fuck they're doing. You're just going to deal with this fucking Bush League bullshit presented to you by the 46 year old white ball guy, Danny Palmer. That's where we're at. So my inspiring quote to end the pod with it's from this brain food uh, newsletter from Farnham Street blog. I, I talk about this blog all the time. I sent it to my coworker Kyle today. I'm like, you got to read this shit. It's fucking great. Um, so this is a uh, like a kind of a summer, a little, like, a little inspiring segment that he did at the end of the, of the pod, of the pod of the newsletter. So he said, Ebenezer Scrooge played by the scoreboard that many of us play by, the one where points come from status, power, and money. But as he neared the end of his life, Scrooge rea- Scrooge realized that none of these things matter. I just had a thought. I should save this for the Christmas episode. God damn it, Danny. It's too late. Now I'm going to do another Christmas poem this year. You guys know that last year I read a fucking poem on here? How am I fucking single? How am I not off the market? I'm reading poems on a podcast on Christmas Day? Women should be clamoring for my attention. Not really. Okay. Back to this little inspiring thing. The second we get money, status, or power, we're not satisfied. We just want more. We think these things mean something, but they don't. This is Shane Parrish, by the way, the guy who's writing this. And he continues, who hasn't experienced this? I remember when I first started working in a large organization, I told myself that if I just got a promotion, I'd be happy. Well, promotions came and went and none of them made me happy, happier. All of them only left me wanting more. 
While we tell ourselves that the next level is enough, it never is. The next zero in your bank account won't satisfy you any more than you are now. The next promotion won't change who you are. The fancy car won't make you happier. The bigger house doesn't solve your problems. I do want to interject here for a moment. I can't, I don't have like blinds or shades on my bedroom windows yet because I don't understand how to do it. I don't know how to like screw things into a wall, into a wall with a drill. I don't know how to account for the fact that there's a window unit AC in one of the windows, which makes the length of curtain needed smaller than the other. I don't know how to do that, dude. Okay. So I would argue that maybe getting some fucking curtains can improve your life, Shane. You ever think about that, pal? Okay. He continues, pay attention to what you are chasing because in the end, you just might get it. And the cost of quote unquote success might be the things that really matter. Never risk what you have and need, wrote Warren Buffett, for what we don't have and don't need. In pursuit of our goals, we inevitably give up things that matter. We sleep less. We spend less time with our friends. We eat unhealthily. We skip workouts. We cancel dates. We miss dinner with the family. When it comes to living a meaningful life, the only scoreboard that matters is yours. Don't let your ego get in the way of the person you really want to be or the life you really want to live. And there's another quote right underneath that says, at the root of most fear is what other people will think of us, which... Also, pretty much tied to that above the top essay that I read, the first essay that I read, and that reminds me of this scene from Ab- Absolutely Fabulous. I don't know if you guys watched that, the British show with the uh, the drunken ladies that are like, I think they're, in, they're like in their 50s and they're just getting wasted and having fun and being obnoxious and falling out of cars. And then the daughter is like prim and proper and she hates, she hates them. But there's, uh, and I think it's in like the series finale or maybe it's the movie that they did i forget um they're in court and one of the women is on a stand for like some obnoxious behavior that they did and she said don't let yourself be a prisoner of other people's eyes i try to remind myself of that you know it's like all right well what are you doing danny where's your kids where's your fucking suburban dream pal you know it's like but i don't want to be the prisoner of other people's eyes instead i'm just going to get blinds over these windows so i can jerk off all weekend when i <laughs> when i strike out at the bar after the black cat show every friday nine o'clock 172 remington on the les in new york city come by anytime my instagram handle danny palmer ny say yeah thanks for listening to the old pod john you fucking jones we'll continue to keep doing the fun friday pod until such time as i no longer want to I keep thinking like, is this really fucking worth it? Shouldn't I be running around to stand up shows and trying to network on this Wednesday night? But then I heard that it was kind of like dead at one of the clubs. Anyways, I don't fucking know. Anyways, it's fun. And people are listening more to this than the fucking interviews. I can't stop doing this. That would be shitty, Danny. Keep going, buddy. Keep going. Read those inspiring quotes again. You'll get there. Maybe not. All right. Anyways, have a nice fucking weekend. Oh, say can you join by the dawn's early come.